see, the thing is, for Nebraska, like, our season's been over for a long time, right? So, like, the losses don't fucking hurt anymore. But for y'all, where you still were almost a lock for the playoffs if you won out, like, that sucks. Yeah, no, it was, it's brutal. Um, Really, it fucked us out of even the Sugar Bowl. Uh, New Year's Six Bowl is still in play. And I'm not going to be upset with the Cotton Bowl. I mean, for fuck's sake, it's year two under Josh Heupel, and we've been worse than this for the past 15 years. So, like, I can't be too mad. I can't I, I can't be too upset, but nonetheless, it's still a kick in the dick to get just skull-fucked like we did against, uh, against South Carolina. And to quite literally add, add insult to injury, or more so injury to insult, losing Hinton Hooker to an ACL tear, like... yeah. No, that that fucking that, sucks. That hurt more than the loss, in all honesty. Oh, I like, believe that. I mean, well, we're fine with the with with the loss. We're still ten and two, best season we've had since two thousand and four. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, let's get rolling here, because um, plenty to talk about today. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to. Fuck! Did we change our name? We did. We did. So the podcast was to be named later, but it has been named and it is now later. And so our podcast name is now officially, don't as you hear up. me stalling here just to don't find up. it, it is Don't F This Up, which is we're ironic because that's exactly what I just did to this intro. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also very much appropriate for who we are as a duo and our tendency to fuck some shit up. Um yeah. Shout out to your fiance for coming up with that name. Yeah, shout out Carly for that. Um, she will be our executive producer here within the next couple of weeks once the holiday season starts to get into full swing and she gets more time to do that. But she'll be our executive producer, editor. She's coming up with a logo for us. So she's she's busy behind the scenes to make this as successful as possible. And she named our podcast for us. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that. But welcome back to Don't F This Up with your host, Double D, just two, sport, or two boobs talking sports. Wow, we're really just... Completely ignoring the name tonight. Wow. Yeah, right? Good God. We're uh, <laughs> a reason to come up with that name for sure. Yeah, no kidding. Um, uh, it's been God a wild editing, week in right? sports. Yeah, it, thank God <laughs> we have editing. Cool. I'm probably honestly just going to leave this shit in here because it's ironic with the name change. Right? Um, but it's been a wild week in sports, especially like in the college world of sports. In the pro world, yeah, whatever. But that's not what this podcast is about. But it really has been a wild week in all sports but let's just dive into the college world um the first thing and probably the most important is a huge upset coming out of the sec and i don't think I i'm know, going the direction i don't yeah that's where i was going that's where i was going i was gonna say i don't think i'm going the direction you think i'm going but yeah I'm vandy upsetting florida like what on earth that back is vandy's wins. vandy's first winning streak in the sec since like what 2013 2019 it was 2019 no, 2018. Did they win back-to-back in 18? It was 17 or 18. It was not in 13. But it's, like, because remember, they made uh, a bowl game. Yeah, maybe. Not okay. Two. But still, I mean, come well, on. the first time since, it's the second time ever, the first time since, I believe, 1955, where uh, Florida has lost to Vanderbilt, Tennessee, and Kentucky all in the same season. Dear Lord, do does Vanderbilt still have a shot at bowl eligibility? They're five and six right yes. now, aren't they? 
They are. They are five and six. Um, but since it is Vanderbilt Hate Week, can we talk about how the, those fucking nerds are they're the only fucking people on this planet to line up in a single file line to rush a fucking field? Like, they didn't <laughs> literally, but that was the slowest field rushing I, I've ever seen. Yeah, and they got fined for it. I mean, all three people there were very sad about that fine. Dude, oh, their man. tuition. Have you seen the price of tuition? They'll be all right. Yeah, they're they're fine, but like all three people in attendance were sad about the fine that I know, right? Vandy got. They, they couldn't even take said, down the post. This Creighton Arkansas game is nuts. Man, I always see another SEC team suck. It, it makes me it makes my heart happy. Like when Kentucky got throttled by Gonzaga the other night, just made my home. My oh man, happy. I cannot stand Coach Cal and the Kentucky Wildcats. That that team just makes me angry. Hey, um, don't you don't you talk about Rick Barnes's son like that? <laughs> this Creighton team is collapsing so fast it's not even funny. They just had like an eight point lead at one point. It's down to two, and Arkansas is about to take the lead on this three right here. Yep, there it is. Arkansas up one. Damn, let's go Creighton. But, but on top of the upset in Florida, there. They are, Vandy beat no Vandy beat them at home. That's right. Vandy I was gonna say did, at home. I was gonna say uh, did Vandy beat them in the swamp like that. I would no. honestly like disown. If they rushed the that. swamp, that'd be funny as hell. Um, but yeah, no, even it, it was a shitty week to be uh, a team that I was expected to win the SEC. Like, yeah, Tennessee got throttled. Uh, we're already talking about that. I'm done talking about it. Um, Vanderbilt beat fucking Florida. Hell yeah! Look at you nerds do some be good at something other than ba- uh, baseball. Even then, you still can't beat Tennessee anymore. Um, but then Arkansas beat the shit out of Ole Miss so bad that Lane Kiffin almost went to Auburn, and then he realized, well, fuck, it's Auburn. <laughs> I loved his tweet this morning. Um, so la- if nobody's, if anybody's not familiar with this situation. Um, last night, a reporter from... I got the thread right here. You got it? Yeah. Let's go ahead uh, with that one, then. It was John Sokoloff, however you want to pronounce his name. Um, uh, he says, and this is, like, sometime last night, uh, around, like, 8 or so, he says, uh, breaking news, Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin plans to step down as the Rebels coach Friday and head to Auburn to become the Tigers' next head coach, according to sources. Sources say that Tigers haven't officially offered the job to anyone yet, so Lane to Auburn is happening. Story soon. Lane Kiffin responded that night and says, uh, that's news to me, John. Nice sources with all sorts of emojis because that's the Lane Kiffin way to do things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Lane Kiffin is a and national then, treasure. And then he gets oh, he posts tonight because he chose, he chose violence at 830 tonight. He posts a picture uh, of something I guess he printed off and says, this just in breaking news, John Sokoloff of – uh, hashtag WCBIN or WCBI News in Starkville, Mississippi, plans to step down as lead anchor and head to WLLX to become their new lead anchor. So to say WLLX hasn't offered a job to anyone yet. So John to WLLX is happening. Story soon. <laughs> I mean, Lane Kiffin, I, Look, I don't care what your feelings are on Lane Kiffin. He is a national treasure. Like, protect oh, that man yeah. at all Cause. We're not allowed to ever separate the egg bowl between Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach. Oh, absolutely the not. Best, the two best coaches for 
post-game halftime so interviews. <laughs> they are. They are. Like, Tennessee fans may burn me at the stake for this take, but I fucking love Lane Kiffin. Like, Lane was Kiffin. that game? I want to. Wow. I do want to say, like, when I went to game day when we when we um, beat that inbred ass known as Alabama, um, we did start a, a fucking Kiffin chant, and I was very much a part of it. I was one of the first people saying it. I didn't start the chant itself, but the dude who started it was right behind me. And I was like, "Fuck yeah, we'll start chanting fucking Kiffin." Um, well, so I was part of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will when say, Pat McAfee's, dude, Pat McAfee's reaction that was the best thing I've ever seen. Like. While we're talking about, can we just acknowledge how great that edition has been? Oh, Pat McAfee was built for game day. He was. Oh, he is man. so good at getting the crowd going. Like the crowd was kind of eh, because truth be told, it was like nine in the morning. And I was already drunk because I've been drinking since five. Um, but as you heard, yeah, yeah, of course. Because um, you got to. But he he started Rocky Top while we we're there and. It just erupted. Pandemonium. Uh, great night. We I could talk about that for the rest. I will talk about that for the rest of my life. It's actually those newspapers behind me are from the newspaper the very next day after beating Alabama. Oh man, I mean, just fucking the whole world great. for one moment outside of Alabama were outside of Tennessee ball fans. Yeah, outside of Tuscaloosa, the whole world was an Alabama or was a Tennessee fan. Like, and then we just were absolutely just incredible. Well, you know, yeah. but I, I mean, I, I just, Lane Kiffin coming out and tweeting that was just incredible. And to watch the world just be like, just accept it. Like, oh yeah, no, that's Lane Kiffin for you. Like, it just shows you what kind of individual he is. He's just entertaining as hell. Um, What's fun for me is, so my fiance went to FAU, which for those of you who don't know, Lane Kiffin coached there for a pretty good chunk Two of, years? what I think it was three or four. Was it? And uh, yeah, he was there for a good good bit. Um, and they had this thing called the Lane Train. Get on the Lane Train, right? And because it was kind of a surprise hire, like nobody expected him to go to FAU. He was the offensive coordinator at Alabama. Like, nobody was really expecting him to dip out to L- to FAU. He did. He didn't take a Power 5 job, went straight to FAU. And so they had this literal train that would drive around campus on game days, and it had his face, just giant blown-up picture of his face on the front of the train, and you could ride the lane train around campus. It was fantastic. Just game day mm-hmm. with Lane Kiffin is incredible. Oh, oh fuck! Alright, well, since we just discussed... There's more crazy shit in the, aside from the SEC. There is more sports uh, regardless of how I may view it as a Southerner. Did, did, we discuss, did we discuss the other big upset out of the SEC yet? Did we Did we hash that one? Did we yeah, talk yeah. about the 63 to 31 yeah, drubbing it's, it's of... Quite literally what we started the podcast talking about. <laughs> But we weren't we were recording yet. We weren't recording it, yet. It said recording on the bottom. I'm pretty sure uh, it said it. I don't think so. I don't think if we touched you, on it. Because I went straight into the Vanderbilt lo- the Vanderbilt win. No. No, I saw it yeah. recording. And that's why I just kept on talking. Oh, okay. That works. Yeah, um, I could be wrong. But 
but anyways, just for those of y'all who don't know, Tennessee was officially eliminated yes. from the playoffs. Um, I can't be mad about the season. Best no, season you can't. Um, H.C. Hooker and his career at Tennessee the way he did, all-time great. He will have his – he may. He should. He deserves to have his jersey retired, but so does Eric Berry, and that still hasn't happened yet. Um, but great season. Nothing I can get upset about. We've got a bigger, bigger, better recruiting class coming in. Only year two under Heupel. Oh, guy. The future looks bright for the first. The future legitimately looks bright for the first time in Knoxville in decade or in like a decade and a half, two decades. All right. Now let's but, dive uh, into something that you mentioned the future looking bright in Tennessee. Let's dive into something that happened today in Husker World. Oh, are you you still you're still working? We're still. I, I, I was doing. I was talking, thinking we were gonna continue doing our weekend recap because there's some crazy games outside of the SEC. Oh, there there were some crazy games outside like, of the SEC. Let's talk what, about that. While we're in the South, let's uh, fucking Waco. We're the crazy like fucking Baylor almost upsetting TCU. Yeah. What what was that? I mean, I told you last week though. I told you Baylor had a legitimate I, 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 shot against TCU. And I doubted you. You were right. Uh, I also would like to point out. I'll talk about this later, but I was I was right about something else, and they're on the verge of it. They had just have to win the SEC title to make it happen, and I was right. Just saying. It's still going to be close. I they're, don't, they're that second SEC team in. I don't think they're getting in. They are. LSU they're... will make the playoffs. They're number five right now. If they beat Georgia, it, they're in. We'll see. We'll, we'll play that out. Um, we'll see what this weekend holds because Texas A&M – Jimbo already gave up on the season. This is their bowl game. They're going to give it all they've got, which means they're going to lose by 20 points instead of 30. That's fair. Uh, they're going to have players sitting out like they do bowl games anyway. Is A&M really LSU's Thanksgiving game? Are they playing on Thanksgiving? I mean, it's their rivalry week game. Yeah, yeah. but it's the, that's their rivalry, rivalry game? Because Yes, because the SEC's fucked up. I think they should swap LSU with Arkansas, but... Yeah, because that's a better rivalry. It should be Arkansas A&M and LSU-Kentucky. Why would LSU-Kentucky be? Are LSU, they not Kentucky rivals? Are mm. Oh, okay. Kentucky's locked in. They need to get rid of the Auburn-Alabama Thanksgiving game, but that's just me. The Iron Bowl? Man, you're... It, it needs to be earlier in the season. The Iron Bowl is important, but it is no longer the most entertaining of Alabama's two big rivalries. This year. This year. Like the overall. last like six. Which, it's been the better part of a decade since it was competitive. I mean, yeah, it's a good game every year, but it doesn't mean anything anymore. They won a couple years ago. Yeah, they, 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 they won it, but it didn't send Auburn to the playoffs. My, my guy, you couldn't send Auburn to the playoffs with a fucking ticket to the game. That's true. They're a dumpster fire, but it's still a great that's, rivalry. That's fair. But Waco, dude, like hell of a game. Like, oh man, incredible game. Um, wildest ending. Like there were no timeouts. It was fourth down. They couldn't spike them all. Just everyone rushed to the field. I don't know how they got the snap off in time. They still have like four seconds left to snap it too. Yeah, it's. I mean, just uh, an well, incredible, incredible so, way for that game to end. And I won't be the, honest with you here too. Um, I took a nap with like four minutes to go. I didn't plan on it, but I did take a nap. 
And I was like, all right, Baylor's got this game. And I woke up, like, after the game had ended, and they were interviewing TCU's coach. I was like, why is he happy? How? Wh- what happened? And then I saw on Facebook, I was like, oh, what the <laughs> fuck did I miss? And now, like, I was the worst nap I've ever taken. Like, worst timed nap I've ever taken. Oh, I, I completely believe that. Yeah. Um. Wow. Just an incredible ending to a game, an incredible game. And then the only uh, way that it was the only way that game could legitimately end. No, yeah, it was fair. Um, I, every top team got pushed this week. Like, even Georgia, to an extent, got Kentucky. You tested them, sixteen to six. Yeah, an impressive win over Kentucky. No, uh, USC and UCLA was everything we hoped it to be. Uh, I once again fell asleep with that, but Tennessee killed my mood and my energy and my emotions. So I went to bed after the Tennessee game, but I woke up to that final score. I did, however, watch Michigan and Ohio State struggle against really shitty teams, and that was fun. Yeah, I watched Ohio, I watched Michigan start off rough against Illinois, and I was like, oh, fuck. I, Ohio State's going to run away with this thing next week. And then I watched Ohio State struggle with Maryland, and I was like, oh, nope, Michigan still has a chance. And it just made me sad about how absolutely – shitty the big 10 is this year like we are just a dumpster fire it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how many big 10 teams we get in neither one is legitimately going to deserve to be there this is georgia's national title to lose oh for sure unless tcu just finds a defense somewhere on the way to is it i just think that georgia's defense is too much to handle is it atlanta that the that the ncaa championships being played at so the Peach Bowl is played in Atlanta. That's the first round. Or San, uh, Santa Fe, Tucson, somewhere in the desert. And then I'm pretty sure the national championship is in SoFi Stadium in L.A. Okay. Oh, but, that's right. That's right. Because in that SEC recap, um, the LS, the, you know that guy on TikTok, the southern Matt, dude that does yeah, the SEC yeah, recap? Matt. Yeah, Matt Mitchell, I think. Yeah, the, the LSU character told the Georgia character, see you in L.A., so that makes yes. sense. Yeah, no, it's, I love his videos. Uh, I wasn't a fan of it this week because, well, <laughs> was not fun. But this Saturday's going to be fun. We're going to remind Rand about who owns this fucking state. But it was so funny to watch him just be livid. Like, oh, dude yeah, was like, what the fuck happened? It, it wasn't, oh, like, I couldn't blame anyone but our defense. Like, I wish I could say the refs fucked us out of that game. We just forgot the defense in Knoxville. Yeah, I, it was bad. It was real bad. Yeah. It makes my heart hurt. I believe Anyways, that. Uh, I'm done talking about this weekend. Dante, you can talk about whatever it is you're going to. Um, um, I do want to talk about the... Um, fuck. The Pac-12 and the Utah-Oregon game was also incredible. I mean, an amazing ending to that game. Um, Oregon won a close one over Utah. Just some incredible football all weekend. But you mentioned earlier that the future is bright in Tennessee. And I want to talk about that. Because Nebraska, when they were good, right, they're – they 
their primary focus was in-state recruiting, right? They didn't lose four-star guys from Nebraska to Power 5 schools outside of our state. And lately, that's been an issue. Our big guys, like our big four-stars, um, every now and then when we, land a, when we have a five-star that's homegrown, we're letting them slip. We're letting them go to, Ohio, or to Iowa. We're letting them go to, um, like, one of the Kansas teams, Texas. A couple times they've gone to Georgia, like Florida. They're leaving our state, and they're going elsewhere. They're going out to California. And for the first time that I can remember in a long while, we have a four-star recruit out of Nebraska that had big-time offers, and he committed to Nebraska. So – Malachi Coleman, he's a six foot five, two hundred five pound athlete, a four star. He's number sixty eight in the nation. Um, he's the fourth best athlete, which is a weird, weird, weird uh, position description for me. Like, what, what do you? But that basically means he play, he can play both sides of the ball. He'll yeah. likely be a D end at the college level. He's the number one player in Nebraska. He had offers. From Colorado State, Florida State, Georgia, and Iowa. And he committed to Nebraska. And that is the first time I can remember in a long time, probably as long as I can remember, that we have flipped somebody who had offers from another big school and kept him in state. And I think that's an argument you can make to keep Mickey Joseph. Because that is the recruiting he's doing. That's And that's our interim head coach, is Mickey Joseph. The recruiting that he's been doing is incredible. Dominic Raiola or Dylan Raiola um, had committed to Ohio State when Frost was our head coach because Frost got drunk, didn't show up to the recruiting visit, and um, the kid was like, no, I'm not going to Nebraska. Get Ryan Day on the phone. Ryan Day was down there the next day after Scott Frost was supposed to be there and got a verbal commit the minute he walked in that door. Dylan Raiola was in Lincoln three weeks ago. So you're telling me if Coach Sanders says, I want to coach at Nebraska, you're going to say no? Oh, absolutely not. But you you keep – I'm not saying keep Mickey Joseph as your head coach. I'm saying you keep him on your staff. Okay, okay. Whether that's, that's an offensive coordinator, whether that's an offensive assistant head coach, Whatever you have to do to keep him on your staff, because that man can recruit Nebraska. That's fair. That's fair. And I think – I don't think anybody – like whoever our next head coach is, whether it's Mickey Joseph or if it's somebody else, I don't think there's going to be an issue with keeping him on the staff because the dude is one hell of a wide receivers coach. Yeah. He's coached Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. um, Shit. Kid just came out of LSU. It's in the NFL right now. Um, he's a rookie this year. Oh shit! It's a new one every year. Yeah. Um, uh, LSU produces studs at receiver. Yeah, that's just fucking nuts. I think he coached OBJ and Jarvis Landry at one point as well. Like the dude yeah. has produced some studs at that wide receiver position. On top of the fact that he convinced, um, he convinced players to leave LSU who had committed to LSU to come to Nebraska when he got hired at Nebraska. I mean, the dude can just flat recruit. And I think yeah. no matter what you do, Trev Alberts, do not fuck this up. I don't care who you hire as our head coach. Mickey Joseph has to be on the staff. 
because the dude just can straight fuck, like, can just flat recruit. All right, I'm off my soapbox. Nebraska is, who, who, we're struggling, who but. Who do you think is going to be the next Nebraska head coach? Right now, we're keeping it so under wraps that I honestly couldn't tell you. I think we will find out Saturday. You think so? Whoever it is, is currently a head coach somewhere. Yeah, that's fair to say. So unless, if they're not, so if we don't find out Saturday, or Sunday, Sunday, after all those games are over, they are currently a head coach for a team that is playing for a conference championship. I'm convinced. Or a coordinator on a team playing. They are on a coaching staff for a team playing for a conference championship. Or a national championship. That's fair. BCU does things differently. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Um, you you can't. I'm not. I don't think it's realistic because the reports are saying that he's looking. He's more so talking about you uh, talking to Colorado and USF. Um, but at the same time, like if Nebraska came calling, it wouldn't be hard to start. It would be uh, a we, hard. We've job got the money. Him. We've got the money. And the farmers in the state of Nebraska, the farmers who are on, like, who are boosters and friends with the boosters that have all the money and live in the state of Nebraska would 100% write a blank check to Coach Prime. I, I without think, a doubt. I think, like, listen, let's just talk about Coach Prime in general because he's very obviously, like, the, he's the top of everybody's, like, coaching board right now. Oh, absolutely. He's got to be. Uh, he, he, he turned Jackson State from a fucking bullshit athletic program to the best, uh, like, hands down the best HBCU, arguably the best FCS program that there is. And people will argue with me that Jackson State is not the best FCS. You can suck my dick. I don't care. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they're FCS anymore. They played in a bowl game last year. They played in the HBCU's bowl game. I don't know what the name of it is. Yeah. HBCUs do their own fucking weird thing. That's, I think it's like the Southland Conference. I don't know how it works. I've not given enough attention to know nor care how it works. That's it's just a lot of it's confusing to me. Uh, I'm sure a quick YouTube video will explain to me. But nonetheless, I think he's going to end up in the SEC, be it Auburn, Ole Miss, fuck Texas A&M. Uh, yeah, he'll be somewhere I, in the I, SEC. I, I think he wants to coach in the South. He he could have cho- chosen to coach anywhere, but at the same time, he did turn down the TCU job last year. Yeah, I mean, the dude clearly likes his kids over at Jackson State. Yeah. So, I mean, and he might not leave. He quite literally raised one of them, or two of them. Yeah. That's sure another question. So, if he leaves, does... His son, that's currently starting quarterback for Jackson State, leave with him. I think there's a chance that, that happens regardless. Prison of whether or not he ball. leaves, the dude can straight yeah. ball, and I don't think Coach Prime would be mad about him leaving at all. The thing is, like, he's going to get drafted regardless. I just think he wants to legitimately compete for the Heisman, and I can't blame him. He'd he'd fit in anywhere, any program. Just about would be happy to take him. Nebraska uh, has a quarterback opening. Tennessee does. I'm, I'm cool with who we got. 
Yeah. I'm just saying, if if he come if Coach Prime comes to Nebraska, we will accept little Barry Sanders. Wrong, wrong Sanders. It's Dion. Yeah, yeah Dion Sanders. Yeah, you're right. There you, go. you can edit that out. You can do what you want with it, but you were wrong. Um, I was wrong because you're because you're a racist and you think all Sanders who are black are the same. <laughs> if they're not Colonel, my favorite. My, I was just gonna say my favorite Sanders is the Colonel. <laughs> Speaking of. Speaking of things from Kentucky, holy fucking shit does Louisville suck at basketball this season. Well, they've really sucked at basketball since Patino oh, no. got fired. So. Oh, no, no. This is – this is I've got it pulled up, actually, because I was looking at that score. Um, or I was looking at basketball scores. They're 0-5 with a 67-66 loss to Bellarine. Uh, they lost 73-72 to Wright State. Lost 61-60 to Louisville – or to App State. And these are the small schools. When they start playing big schools that are ranked, they have lost to Arkansas eighty to fifty-four, and Texas Tech seventy to thirty-eight. Jesus, they are a shell of what they used to be. That is awful. I mean, it just is, brutal. It it is. Um, I don't really care too much about Louisville. Uh, I like watching them beat Kentucky. It makes my heart happy. Anytime Kentucky loses, America wins. That is fair. Uh, and Alabama fans beat their wives. I mean, Kentucky fans. Patriot fans. Fucking Lakers fans. My bad. I can't. It's hard to keep track with them all. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I guess Warriors fans nowadays, if you want. My favorite is Alabama football fans who are Kentucky basketball fans. Like, you can't do that. That's not how this works. Well, both states have a lot in common. They both fuck their cousins. So. Yeah. And neither well, one can like be Kentucky, it's more, it's more their sister. Fair enough. Um, the biggest difference between the two states is, well, Kentucky's our bitch in everything every year. Bama's just our bitch in most things. Football they can have, sure, but not much longer. Uh, I can't wait for the Kentucky fans to f- try to figure out how to spell the words properly to uh, bitch at me in the comments. But uh, speech to text is a blessing, by the way, guys. <laughs> you should do that more. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. I'm going to have to stay at Kentucky on my ass. And that's fine. Honestly, I hope so. It brings in some listens. And you know what? Y'all can shit on us was... all you want. Just like the fucking podcast first. The only issue is like it brings down my fucking IQ trying to listen to the end. I'm done. Actually, we're gonna, I'm going to keep you on this path if you don't stop me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate Kentucky fans. Like, oh man, Kentucky is so just an abysmal state as a whole. Like it, it's not the worst state by any means, but like the best no. parts of it do touch Tennessee. I mean, Ohio does in fact exist. So does Illinois. Yeah, and Indiana, New Jersey. New Jersey, Colorado, Iowa. Oh, Kansas. Hey, hey. Colorado's pretty cool. I'm not a big Colorado fan, but you know what? I don't hate every state that touches Tennessee. You don't have to hate every state that touches that touches uh, Nebraska. Colorado ruined Scott Frost. Okay, if we don't lose that game, his first game of his career in Nebraska to Colorado on a comeback (laughs) win when they hurt Adrian (laughs) Martinez. Scott Frost would have four natties by now. Bro, Adrian Martinez at K-State was a fucking god before he got injured. 
Scott Frost was the issue. Yeah, that's true. I, I think um, him balling out was part of the reason he got canned so early in the season. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You can't tell. You cannot tell me that the kid going down to Kansas State, Kansas fucking State, and just balling out had nothing to do with Scott Frost getting fired. And I'm gonna be honest. Like first in the season, I heard the name. I was like, is that the same Adrian Martinez? No, oh, I don't it's the him. same Adrian Martinez. I didn't. I didn't remember him transferring. I did not remember him transferring. And the last time I saw him, he looked like shit. And come to find out, that's just that's just the way Nebraska plays nowadays. Yeah. Well, see, Scott Frost. <laughs> Scott Frost's big problem was he was told by the athletic director at the time, "We expect you to have ten natties by the time you leave here." What he th- what he heard was, "We expect you to drink ten natty lights by the time you leave here," and he thought that meant a day. And so, Dipfuck was he, drunk all the they, time. They wanted ten natties, and I don't think Scott Frost got them ten wins. I don't think so. I legitimately don't. I'm not happy. I, I think he had 15 career wins at Nebraska. Did he? Yeah. He I'm averaged. He averaged the. He was the inverted Bo Pelini. He averaged three and nine instead of nine and three. How long was he at Nebraska for? Scott Frost. Yeah. Five years too many. Was it really that? Wow. It was four and a half years. Yeah. It felt like about three decades. Let's see. <laughs> I see, know everybody... the issue. I know the issue with him. He played for the Jets and the Browns. Yeah, he learned to lose pretty early on. Um, was see, everybody always asks me how old I am. I tell them I'm 23 or 72 in Nebraska football years. Fair enough. Let's see. He had a record of five and twenty in games aside by eight points or less. Uh, ten and twenty-five in the Big Ten conference and zero and fourteen against ranked opponents. Good shit, great hire. Uh, I was excited for the hire for y'all too in the beginning. That was the home run hire. Like that, not a single person thought that was a terrible decision. Not a single fucking person. Yeah. He was he went sixteen and thirty one overall at Nebraska, so he did. I told you he had fifteen wins. Yeah, you you were right. I actually um, discounted him. The best Nebraska was ever ranked was twenty four in a preseason poll, and that was in twenty nineteen after y'all went four and eight the year before. The year before, yep. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck y'all became ranked. Um, his best season was that season also where he, y'all went five and seven. Um, I missed the bowl game. Well, yes, because five and seven teams don't belong in a bowl game. We need to get rid of bowl games if that's what it's coming to. Hey, hey, we made it in a couple years ago at five and seven. Losing teams don't deserve bowl games. Five and seven, that was the year we almost beat. No, that was the year we did beat somebody. Yes, you beat beat them in a bowl game. No, we beat them in a bowl game. We were a five and seven team, and they were like a seven win team. And we beat them in a bowl game, I'm pretty sure. I want to say it was like 2016. You can Google that. I don't really give a shit enough. I don't either. I really don't. But it is what it is. Uh, So, Dante, I figured I want to do something special this week, given what Thursday is. What is one thing you're thankful for? 
In strictly college, college sports. sports. I don't, in college yeah, I don't sports. Yeah, about your personal life. Oh, okay. And speaking of which, I, I did get your interview. I'm thankful right for you. I was going to say oh. I'm thankful for you, but, you know, Thanks. fuck you. Let's do it. I've already RSVP to your wedding. Like, I got that invite. Did you back. really? I did. <laughs> Look at you. Um, my card, my Alvin Kamara card still is, wasn't in there. Yeah, I took it off the wall, and I went to put, so, like, I put it next to it, next to the envelope, and I was going to put it in, and I came home, and the envelope was sealed, and I was like, well, he's going to have to wait another week. No, I'm, uh, at this point, I'm convinced I'm going to just have to get it when I go down there. Um, That's probably, honestly, the way, what I'll probably do. You're coming down here anyways. I'll just save on postage at this point. You, you should you should inform the uh, inform our listeners of what what the story is behind this. So, you know, this, it does pertain to college sports because it is an Alvin Kamara card from ten, his Tennessee days. So, like, what was it, two years ago? It was in the peak of COVID. Yeah, the very beginning of COVID because – um, our buddy Shaheen, who used to be part of our brand, um, that we run Mutiny Sports, go check it out. Um, shameless plug, not even slightly shamed by that plug. <laughs> go check us out on Facebook at Mutiny Sports and literally just NFL edition, NBA edition. Go figure, go find us, Mutiny Sports, NCAA. it'll pop up. Um, yeah, specifically the NCAA edition because we have like 11,000 likes on that page and let's get, let's get those numbers it's pumped serious. up, boys. Um, but so our buddy Shaheen runs a card breaking group and we were jumping in on those breaks and I won an Alvin Alvin Kamara card. It was a patch card. It was a Saturday tradition, Saturday traditions card, not really worth a whole lot. I think like at its peak, it was worth $5, um, which won't buy you a fucking McChicken these days. So I was like, Des, I've got this Alvin Kamara card. Do you want it? He's like, fuck yeah, bet. And so I was like, cool, I'll get it in the mail. I'll send it out to you within the next couple of weeks. The next couple of weeks turned into the couple of months, and then after that it was a year, and then it was a year and a half, and now we're pushing two years, and damn near pushing three years, and I still have yet to send him this card, and so one day Des is going to get his Alvin Kamara card. That day is probably not today. It's definitely not tomorrow. It's definitely not today. It's probably not going to be next week either. It might be January 26th, if we're being completely honest. You got... Um... There's certain people I know you don't want at that wedding. Uh, I'm sure you're gonna cut that out. Uh, yeah, I'll cut that out. You, you may want to. Uh. Yeah, I mean I didn't drop an address or anything in there, but but yeah, Des will get his card eventually. It's just uh, not today. Clearly, it's cool. one day. I've got, I've got cards for you that I'm holding to. Yeah, I know you've been holding on to them until I get or until you get yours. Yeah. Uh, no, oh, and then nice. like a year ago, I took it off of my wall and put it on my desk so I wouldn't forget to mail it, and I fucking forgot to mail it for another year. So Yeah. Anyway, what are you thankful for, my guy? I am thankful for You know, I'm thankful for North Carolina basketball. That's fair. Okay. I was hoping you'd go with something Nebraska, but I understand how that would be hard to find anything thankful for. You know Uh, what? Maybe thankful that they finally got the balls to fire Scott Frost. I am thankful that Scott Frost is no longer our coach, and I am also thankful that we are finally recruiting the state of Nebraska better than we have been. Fair enough. 
So I'm thankful for Hank Hill for raising such a fine young man and one hell of a coach. Uh, I don't give a shit how much Coach Hypo looks like Bobby Hill. Hell of a ball coach. <laughs> um, and I'll be the first to admit I hated the hiring to begin with. I thought it was cheap and lazy. Those but cheap and lazy ones, in, though. The Two years in, like, the best fucking hire we've had in, in year, 15 years. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. I, long term, once again, Alabama fans are going to hate me. Or Tennessee fans may remain safe for this. Had things worked out, I think Lane Kiffin would have been a hell of a head coach and we would have been back already. Uh, oh, absolutely. I just don't think Tennessee was willing to match the money that USC was willing to give. We were definitely were. It was just the fact that that was his dream job. He was a he's a kid from Southern California. He coached the Raiders. Yeah, I mean that, that is where job. you want to land. I can't be I can't be mad at him for it. I, uh, yeah, it fucking sucked. It never happened to Tennessee before. But I can't blame him. I would do the same thing if I was in his shoes. Except I wouldn't because Tennessee would be my dream job, but I get it. Yeah, I mean, but but if you were like at, say, Iowa State in the I would get the Tennessee out of Ames, job Iowa. picked up. Hold up. Well, hold up. Ames, Iowa is nothing to like, there's okay. nothing in Ames, Iowa keeping me there. If you were at Oklahoma State, right? Promising okay, yeah. young school, you could turn it around, build a national title contender there potentially, and the Tennessee job came up. After oh, yeah, without, year without, one, without after year one, I mean, without question, yeah, for sure. And that's yeah. like I said, I get it. Um, there's really, realistically, Tennessee's my team, but there's only one school that would probably ever, if I was a coach, probably ever keep me there long term, even if Tennessee came calling. That's Oregon. Yeah, the best facilities and and oh, so. absolutely. I mean, it's insane. Nike has done so well with them. Uh, yeah. But aside from that, I can Yeah, I get it. But no, I'm thankful for. I'm, See, I'm for me, mine I, would be if I was a head coach, and I would the school not named Nebraska that I would stay at, even if Nebraska came calling, is LSU. That's you know, coach at Death Valley Saturday night games in Death Valley. I mean, just incredible. Food. What? You, you, got, you, got you get Cajun food, 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 you get New Orleans Cajun not women. too far away. I mean, the women part doesn't really intrigue me because I'm getting married, but... None of, I mean, it didn't matter to Coach O. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you may want to like edit that up before Carly can hear it, but... <laughs> ah, no, I am... I will not be chasing no women at any point okay, over the it. next 80 years. It's okay. Okay, so like, oh yeah. So when you hit the ripe age of 107, Four. you're good. 104. My bad. Why yeah. was I thinking you were like 25? And even then, that that math has grown. Yeah. When there's a zero yeah. in the ones place, you can't go up. <laughs> Tennessee education. <laughs> That's fair. Um, <laughs> fuck. I mean, just. LSU would be an incredible job. Oregon would be an incredible job as well. You know, that's a good segue. Let's let's talk about out of the open markets right now. What job is the most intriguing to you? So who who do we have? We've got Colorado, USF, Auburn. Let's stick with Power Five. Uh, okay, 
So Colorado, Auburn, Wisconsin, uh, Nebraska. Is there anything in the Pac-12 open? That's from Colorado. Arizona State. Is there? A, okay, I forgot that they fired their coach early on too. Yeah. So you've got Wisconsin, Auburn, Nebraska, Arizona State, Georgia Tech, Colorado. That's your six. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Love Nebraska. Love me some Nebraska. If I'm a head coach right now, the most intriguing opening, the most exciting opening for me is that Wisconsin job. And that's what I was thinking. Like, Madison is a great town. Massive college town. The, there's already a good program there. They're not a bad team. Um, it wasn't like they're three and fucking nine consistently, and he finally got fired like the rest of the programs. The athletic department's great. They've got a great volleyball team. Um, <laughs> we just keep fucking – we're just we never to. not going to come back to this. <laughs> but oh, no, man. I'm, dude, I've never been to Saturday in Madison. I have lived in Wisconsin for a little bit of time. It wasn't a whole lot of time, but Wisconsin's a fun fucking place full of fun people. Um, the biggest thing for me is I'm a southerner. I fucking hate the cold. That's part of the reason I came back home. Um, but for me, yeah, it had to be either it had to be either uh, Wisconsin or Arizona State. Uh, I think the Pac-12 would be pretty easy to recruit. Uh, very winnable conference with USC and U- uh, UCLA leaving. Uh, and, I mean, dude, you got fucking Gronk as alumni. I would 100% use all my resources to get him in to help with recruit- recruiting visits. Oh, absolutely. Um, But I, I think... Uh, uh, as far as least appealing, it's got to be Auburn. Um, and that's not me being like an SEC homer and like hating the other teams in the SEC. That athletic pro- pro- like department is a fucking mess right now. Yeah, it's I mean, it's a nightmare over there. They're on their third head coach in three years. No, no. Oh, yeah, now. Yeah. This was only uh, what's his face's. Uh, Harson's second, year. second year. Yeah, and then Malzahn. So third and four years. Yeah. They will have had three head coaches over a span of four seasons. And there's some fucking shit from what I've gathered going around with the AD. Oh, yeah. I mean, the and dude is just a scumbag. Let's be real. Every other team available in the Power Five has a lot easier like schedule because oh. – yeah. They don't have. They're not still playing Alabama every year. I'm. I'm not. If I'm. If I'm rebuilding a program, it is not Auburn. I'm not taking no. that job. Nope. Somebody else could take that. That's not. Yep. It's no. set for failure. And the fans are the biggest thing. The biggest drawback with the Wisconsin League, though, is the fans expect a lot early. It is a program that is ready to win. They've been right there for how long now? Uh, no, it's not officially. I was about to say Iowa looks like they're, but Iowa looks like they're about to be in a job opening. Uh, especially if y'all beat them on Saturday. Yeah, if we beat them on Saturday, but I don't think we will. But the thing is, I don't think um, what's his fucking name? He won't get fired. But he's gonna be 
He's going to retire. Yeah, it'll be a he's gonna make a poor Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, I don't know. I just don't see them moving on from him. I mean, it's been an extended period of time that he's been there. He built that program. That is his. That like that's his program. I mean, he is Iowa football. And has been for a long time, and I just yeah, don't yeah. see them moving the, the, on from him. The fans are calling for it. He's the longest tenured head coach in in college. Uh, I think in general. Is he longer than Saban? Yeah, Nick Saban's only been uh, um, been at Alabama since '07. Really? Yeah. It feels like he's been there for so much longer. Because he's done so fucking much. He's the God. I hate saying it every time I do, but he's the greatest coach to ever fucking do it. Yeah, I mean, at this level, you can say that. Yeah, you have to him. recruit at the pro level. Like you could get that one stud player, Bill Belichick, and he'll make you look like you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. At the college level, like. You have to keep refilling the talent. Yeah, you've got a he's just new ro- doing it. Entirely new roster every five years. Yeah. I mean, just crazy. Yeah, no, it's it's insane. Uh, but now I think, was it two weeks? After this week, we'll really start seeing some bouncing around, some hirings and stuff. And then you'll, we'll really start seeing it. Uh, after the conference championships, see see the full effect of the coaching carousel. Uh, yeah. Because typically, the way things are in this day and age, like especially with the early signing period, if, if you if you don't have a coach signed by uh, the end of the bowl games, like you're you're done for. You're, you're not getting any good coach. Yeah, no, you're fucked. Typically, um, the big thing. got gold on that one. The big thing for me is how like. You, what you've got to think about is how entertaining this college football season has been where we're not talking about any coaching rumors right now. Like, nobody's talking about, oh, this guy might go here. Like, the Lane Kiffin to Auburn was the first real big, like, leak. And, it, I mean, obviously it was a bust of a leak, but it was the first real big leak all season. And at this point, you would have had so many guys to- tied to so many different jobs. Like, it would have been crazy. Um, no, you're, you're, it's been probably the best college football season in recent years, uh, just in general, in terms of chaos, in terms of teams coming out of nowhere. Uh, you, you know, it's the best weekend of the year, but the worst at the same time. Like, yes, yeah. rivalry rivalry weekends here. We've got Michigan, Ohio State, the Iron Bowl. Uh, fuck, you, no, USC, Notre Dame. Just all these great games, but it's the last last game of the year for a lot of the teams. Just in the end of the season in general, uh, Saturdays aren't gonna be full of college football anymore. But yeah, I mean, realistically, we have what like two months left of or a month left of college football every Saturday, and then we uh, get into not even the New Year's Six Bowls. Well, there's bowl Isn't games that, every Saturday. From here there's to the end like of the a, year. There's like a, a week, two-week period 
uh, after the conference championships where there's where uh, there's no football yeah yet. yep yep to get prepped for those that's right yep yeah so I've, like, we've got two this week uh army navy next week in the conference championships so three weeks left yeah all right, to piggyback off of my last topic, um, so we've discussed which job is the most intriguing. Now, if you're a team looking for a head coaching candidate, like looking for your next head coach, who is your most intriguing candidate? And while you answer that, I'm going to go Pete. It's, it's got to be uh, Dion. Like, what he's done at Jackson State has been nothing short of like incredible. Uh Turned a small school into a powerhouse, at least at their at least at their level. First ever undefeated season. The dude can recruit. Uh, nobody on his team is ever getting in trouble, which is very easy to do in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, complete program. Uh, like he's completely turned the program around, so it's got to be Sanders for sure. Um, if you're going to choose him as Sanders, I cannot think of the name off the top of my head. Uh, was to say so I got fired from Wisconsin. Proven winner, just couldn't ultimately couldn't get it done. Paul Christ. Yeah. Now yeah. here's my here's my hot take on that. Illinois will be looking for a new head coach because I think they bring him bring uh, Bielema back to Bielema back. I think you'd be stupid not to give Bielema a call. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know why they fired him in the first place. I really don't. But um, all right. If it was, if it was me, my if I'm looking for a head coach, right? My ideal candidate is a coordinator at Alabama. Bill is it Bill O'Brien? It's Bill O'Brien. And hear me out. Here's why. If you fired your head coach, you're looking for a change in culture. Mm-hmm. Name a guy who has done a better job changing culture at a program than Bill O'Brien. The dude went into Penn State after the Jerry Sandusky escapade. Yeah. And completely changed that culture. He salvaged a program out of what was a disaster. That, and that's and for fair. that, I think he is a premier coaching candidate. I think you have to at least give him a look because the dude has had success at the college level. So one one coach available that we haven't talked about, I don't know how we forgot to, uh, Matt Rule. He's got yeah, to get there as well. Same thing. Same thing. The dude changed culture at Alabama. Alabama was – bogged down with recruiting violations, a Ooh, bunch of shit going school. on with their Baylor. Yeah. Baylor. You said, you said Alabama. Yeah, I meant Baylor. I was talking about Bill O'Brien and had Alabama yeah. on the mind. Baylor was bogged down with recruiting violations. They had some other allegations going around. I think there was some criminal stuff going on with their players. And he turned that program around pretty quickly, might I add. And uh turned them into what they were up until this year. Yeah. And that's just another guy that has had success at the college level, but didn't really have a football school to do it with. Right. Like Penn state is a football school, but like they haven't been as of late. 
They've been more of a volleyball and basketball school. Baylor is definitely more of a basketball school. And so to do what those two have done with the schools they were at, I think both of them could be very successful, again, at the college level. And they've both proven they can change cultures. Yeah, 100%. The only thing Bill O'Brien, he concerns because, like, the first year in Alabama, the offense has looked stagnant at times. Uh, not putting up very impressive numbers like we're used to seeing Alabama do. Uh, that, that's my biggest concern with it. With, with, with anybody who's going to hire him, I don't think he's going to go to a power five school. Uh, I think he'll end up at somewhere like USF, uh, one of these smaller schools, looking for a looking for a coach or one of the schools that gets their coach poached from them. Um, uh, I think that's ultimately what's going to happen. But. I definitely see Matt Rule taking a Power Five coaching gig somewhere. Uh, oh, absolutely, I can, see, I can see it happening in Auburn, but I think Auburn's gonna be the hardest, the hardest job to fill. Yeah, I wouldn't mind Matt Rule in Nebraska. No, understandable. Uh, he, he knows um, how to recruit that recruit that region. Yeah, he, he knows how to recruit the Big Twelve region, and that is what Nebraska needs to get back to. We're in the Big Ten, but we need to recruit the Big Twelve region. You need to go back because, to the Big 12. Yeah, absolutely. We could win the Big 12. Um, well, yeah, especially with it being bullshit now with Texas and Oklahoma leaving. Yeah. Maybe we'll just come to the SEC and run shit over there in five years. That's fine. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You, but you just be North I, I think, I think uh, Nebraska has options on the table. I think any school that is looking for a head coach has options on the table. And I don't think you could go wrong with any hires. Colorado will still find a way to do so, but I don't so think you could. Oh, Georgia Tech will too. But Georgia Tech's Georgia not going to get a premier – they're not going to get a premier head coaching candidate. No, have you, have you ever been to Georgia Tech? Uh-oh. Granted, they're in downtown Atlanta. They don't have a lot of room to build. Super small stadium. Not I what you expect. Out of, not, not at all what you expect out of a Power 5 school. If I'm not mistaken, though, it's the oldest stadium that's still actively used in college football. That's or maybe even in football in general. But nonetheless, super small. Not what you expect out of a Power 5 program. Um, even if it is Georgia Tech. They used to be, they've got a fucking national title in, what, 88, I think it was? 89? Well, it was the late 80s. Maybe it was 90. Somewhere in that, somewhere in that uh, span. So it's not like they're a bad program. It's not like they're Northwestern no. or Kansas. Aren't they the ones that they were either on the winning side or the losing side of the biggest drubbing in college football history? They were on the winning side of it. They like two twenty-two to nothing. Yeah, they beat Cumberland, uh, University of the Cumberlands. Two hundred and twenty-two to nothing. Fun fact about that school: I drive right by it anytime I go through Kentucky. Um, oh. to like Ohio or something. Yeah, drive right by it. One of my exes went there for college. I'm very familiar with that campus. I believe that. Um, yeah, but all right. Well, I believe it's about time to wrap this up. So y'all know what that means. It's time to bring back our second edition of our fantasy drafts. Yes, um, sir. Well, this week we got a fun one on the table. It's Thanksgiving week. We've already said what we're thankful for. But now let's talk about what's most important on Thanksgiving. 
the side dishes. You've got your turkey. You've got your ham. They're great. They're the superstars, the flashy superstars of the dinner table. Let's talk about those role players that put you over the edge and get you that dub. Des, I believe I went first last week, so you get to go first yeah, this week. Yeah, of course. Uh, just because I don't want to risk missing it. You, I'm, I'm going deviled eggs, number one overall. Ah, oh, that's a solid pick right there. I was worried that you would take it. I, you, maybe a little bit high. Maybe not number one overall uh, dish, but it's the first thing that gets gone in my house uh, with my family. I didn't want to risk losing out on them. No, that's, that's a solid pick. That's it's a little early, but it's one of those that's like it's a little early, but they still play like a first round talent, you know? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, my big one is um cornbread, cornbread, okay. corn casserole, cornbread casserole, like whatever you guys serve on or on Thanksgiving Day, cornbread of some sort has to be on that table, and it is the first side dish I put on my plate. So, I think we both went a little bit high with ours. Uh, I had cornbread a little bit lower on mine. Not, not incredibly low. Not a little bit lower. Um, but I, I think with with my second pick, crucial, um, you, you can use the cornbread to scoop it up. Mashed potatoes and gravy. Yes, sir. You, That's a solid pick right there. You can't go wrong with good mashed potatoes and gravy. You cannot. Arguably, it, on, it was, he was on the board to go to number one overall. Uh, but like I said, I didn't want to miss, miss out on the deviled eggs. So mashed potatoes and gravy, I'm happy with that number two. It, it, All sure. right. Like, you, you, don't matter what your main dish is, mashed potatoes and gravy go with every dish. Oh, absolutely. All right, my number two pick, I got to go with my Nebraska roots here. We're going corn, straight okay. corn. I mean, uh, corn uh, on the cob, sweet, uh, like fucking whole kernel corn. Cream corn, whatever you got, corn has to be on your Thanksgiving plate. Okay. I, I also had corn on my list. Uh was hoping I could like snag him snag him towards the later rounds, but I definitely get it. I knew he was gonna be on your list somewhere. It's just it didn't know how high. No, that's uh, fair. With, with my third pick. I I I could have taken him no more overall. I'm kinda of shocked at least falling. Stuffing, slash dressing, whatever you want to call it. I call it stuffing. Uh, maybe a controversial take, but core player. It, it, re- it really just brings everyone, all, everything together. That's fair. No, that's fair. Um, ooh, fucking round three. I told you to get a list down, dude. I know, but I'm letting my inner fat boy speak to me. Okay. <laughs> round three. I gotta go with green beans see this is why i wrote things down because everything you've said is right here on my list exactly you're giving yourself some options i'm yeah, just letting my I, inner fact you. boy speak to me um no, that's fair remind me who you just took with your third round pick stuffing I, I okay stuffing. yeah I, that's what i thought but i didn't want to i didn't want to assume that and miss out on having stuff in there but yep yep you're right okay yeah. All right, what's your round four? Candy yams. Sweet potatoes, oh, sweet potato damn, yeah. Uh, I'm glad he failed this far. I actually had him number three on, on my list. Uh, just wanting to see how far we how far we could let it fall before I 
gave it up, but uh, you know, solid. I thought about I thought about going it with it with that last pick, but ain't nothing better than some green beans with the bacon in it. Yeah, fucking oh, you're, fire! You're right. Oh, fucking you're, fire! You're right. I'm gonna have a controversial pick number here or here at number four. I gotta go cranberry sauce. Okay. I love me some cranberry sauce. I know not a lot of people do, but cranberry yeah, sauce yeah. just hits different mixed with your your turkey, your mashed potatoes, your corn. You get get a little mixed in there with each bite. Fucking delicious. So are we doing six or are we doing five? We could go six. Okay, okay. Right, an underwrapped. I just just making sure for I pick my fifth overall. Um Car urines. Yeah, that's a solid pick. That's a solid pick right there. I don't think you gotta really say a lot about collard greens. No, I mean they're they're just collard greens. Like they're yep. the working they're the working man side dish. Oh yeah, and absolutely. They are the side dishes. What what? You know, I want to say PBR man. PBR is a working man's beer. Yeah. You know people not this top everybody. It's not the most expensive thing available, but it gets the damn job done. They're the natty light of Thanksgiving dinner. No, that's fair. Nope, Cheap. that's a lie. That's Cheap. a lie. Because Delicious kids and always there for you. No, yeah, well, children don't drink. Children don't eat their car drinks. That's children fair. do yep, drink nope. natty light. Yep. So that's fair. PBR, PBR is the way to go. That's that's probably the right decision there. All right. My number five, my fifth round, final round, before we do our undrafted free agents. I gotta go pinto beans. You scoop them okay. up with your, you scoop them up with yeah. your cornbread. They're there. They're delicious. They yeah. they finish out that solid combo of cornbread and beans. Delicious. Once again, on my on my uh, on the list. Uh, solid player goes great with it. Like he's like scoot up with the corn with the cornbread or even a piece of white bread. Yeah, I mean, just fucking throw some carbs in there with it. Delicious. So there, there's a couple of I've got on here. Uh, I'm torn, but I can't let green bean casserole not get picked. Yeah, that's fair. That is uh, it was, fair. It was, it was when green bean casserole and potato salad. Uh, but potato salad is more summer, more of a summer dish. In my yep. opinion. Uh, so yep. I'll, I'll give it to green bean casserole. <sighs> I gotta go fresh veggies. Okay. Nothing really completes that dinner than some fresh broccoli, some fresh radishes, some fresh carrots. Whatever you got, fresh veggies on that side. Just sit there, add that little bit of crunch to your Thanksgiving dinner. You got a bunch so, of soft foods, you got a bunch of soft, <laughs> warm foods. Gives you that nice little cold crunch, it's a little refreshing. It just ties in your whole meal. So, there, there's one player that we didn't pick. Uh, not, not a personal favorite of mine, but we're going to get shit for not picking. Uh, and that's mac and cheese. I don't know how. I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not, not mac wild and cheese about guy. mac and cheese. No, I don't think it belongs on a Thanksgiving dinner plate. Is it a staple for sure? Yes, but it's not a staple in my my, No, and it never was in my house either. My childhood, nothing. Like, mac and cheese just was not an important part of our Thanksgiving dinner. 
No, no, that's fair. It's like I said, it's not my personal thing, but we're going to get shit for it. No oh, absolutely, we're definitely going to get shit on for it. No, there, there is one, one, one more thing we got to pick. How, how like we're going to end the show? How, how do you end Thanksgiving with the dessert? Oh yeah. Uh, I went first in the size. I'll let you pick pick your dessert out. My mom makes the best pie in the world. What kind? Butterfinger pie. It is incredibly simple. It's an eight-ounce block of cream cheese, a whole tub of Cool Whip, half a cup of peanut butter, two teaspoons of vanilla extract, and six to eight full-sized Butterfingers crushed up. You put it all in a bowl. You blend that shit together. You throw it in an Oreo pie crust. Let it sit in the fridge for about 30 minutes. Get nice and so- nice and solid. Set up. You're fucking mint. I mean, just incredible pie. Okay. Okay. I've got it. I'm torn here because I don't know if, if I'm going pies. If I'm going pies, it's gonna it's gonna be pecan. Uh, I love pecan pie. If yep. you're wrong, you can say pecan pie, but it's pecan. <laughs> If you go to UT Junior, you can call it pecan. Or fucking Georgians call it pecan too, and it pisses me off. Uh, <laughs> we grow, we know how to say it. Fuck off. Um, but if we're going non pies, I, I like blackberry, so I'm, I gotta go with overall. Walking my answer, blackberry casserole. That's pretty solid. Or that's a pretty solid pick, right there. Casserole. Uh, what's the other word for it? Cobbler. Uh, cobbler. There we go. Same, same fucking dish. Oh, yeah, pretty much. But no, I mean, that sounds like a wrap for me. Like, I got yeah, it sounds there. like a, a fucking wrap for me. Thank y'all for joining us again this week. We appreciate y'all for coming out, um, listening to us, taking the time out of your day to hear us talk about random shit with college sports and then do a draft picks or fantasy draft of Thanksgiving sides. But if y'all want to get in on the vote, I'll be posting a poll this week. On our Twitter page over at... What is our Twitter handle? Wow, I don't even know it. I don't have it memorized. Well, fuck, I don't even know what it is. You you haven't even told me. I did. I screenshotted it and sent it to you. Over at at podcast not named, which will probably have to be changed. um, But go follow us at podcast not named. Um, Take a look at the podcast. There'll be a poll posted. Um, vote on that poll. Tell us which person you thought had the better draft class between Des and I. And we hope to see y'all back here next week listening to us and having a good time with us. Peace.